Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. It's a little cold here in Michigan, but that nonetheless will never stop us from doing this podcast. We have with us today Harvey Freed from our office. Harvey is a Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show host. Host with the most, Harvey Freed. 97.1 FM heard every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Harvey, good morning. Good morning to you guys. How you feeling today, big guy? I'm feeling great. We're going to have a great podcast here. We're excited. Home buying season is flourishing, so we've got lots to talk about. And you, I'll let you introduce the guest. Well, I appreciate that, Harvey. Thank you very much. Um, also, we have with us Frank Hudiker, if he can hear us. Frank's been in our office now, and he's been a member of the mortgage-making community for over 35 years. He is, however, technically challenged. But he can write mortgages a lot better than you get on the internet. But Frank will be joining us uh, when he gets a chance. Also, this show is always produced and directed by Roberta Moshane. We're brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Under, and MLS number 2289. That is for all our compliance and legal folks out there. Harvey Freed, we're going to start with you. We're going to go over what our usual market recap is. How's the market treating you? And what do you see? What's been going on the last weeks or so since we've been on this podcast? Well, well, here, I definitely want to get into that. Do we want to mention that Peter Ellison is joining us too? He's the, No, we don't want to mention Peter because we haven't introduced him yet. So there you go. Okay. So why don't you stay in your lane? You do what you do. I know you're I'll a little amped up. Lane. We talked about that. So, Harvey, let's talk about the current market, current interest rates, purchases, refis. What's going on in the market, Harvey? Well, it's extremely hot, of course, here. We continue the home buying season of frenzy of 2020, the pandemic frenzy, and families are out there aggressively shopping for homes. The inventory became a serious challenge starting in really late June and July of 2020, and it continues to haunt us through 2021. In fact, most of the agents now really feel like 2021's numbers might not be as high as 2020's simply due to the lack of inventory out there. The reports are a healthy market contains four to six months worth of inventory. An unhealthy market, which we're in, is less than one month of inventory in many of the hot cities here in Southeast Michigan. And uh, yeah, Harvey, you know, here, yeah, when you say un- unhealthy market, Harvey, you don't mean it's unhealthy and people aren't buying homes. You mean the reverse. It's an extremely robust, active market that listings are only 30 days worth of inventory, multiple offers bidding like crazy. You're going to pay over and above for a house that's listed in a lot of areas. Multiple offers. When we say multiple, multiple not being two or three, five, six, seven, eight, double digit offers. We're seeing that all around town. Frank Hudiker, are you with us right now? I'm here. I don't know if you can see me or not, but I'm here. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. Also, Frank Hudiker, been in the mortgage banking industry for over 35 years. Frank, have you ever seen a purchase market this hot in your life? No, no. In that, in that entire time, I have not seen something like this. Um, you see either a, a full-on refi market or a full-on purchase market or no market at all. But so, never at nope, the same time as hot like as it is now, right? Never at the same time. No. Well, how about this? Harvey Freed and Frank Hudiker, guess what? Buyers and sellers are both, both like Harvey. Like Frank just said, he's right on the money with this. Both buyers and sellers are more upbeat in 2021. And one of the reasons, Harvey, is lack of inventory. 
And the other reason is what? They're getting, when you're selling a house, you're getting top dollar for your house. No, yeah, top dollar plus. I mean, top dollar is the entry point at this point in time. Uh, I, I'm seeing, you know, stuff where, where you have you have five, ten, or fifteen thousand dollars above list to get the to get the uh, the house. Yeah, and coupled with the historically low rates, rates are in the twos, low threes, fifteens, and thirties. It's really an unprecedented time in our industry, in the really history of the mortgage banking world. Um, low rates right now. The question is always to builders: Are low rates enough to offset rising prices? Harvey Free, we have rising prices in the lumber industry and in the trades. New construction is, is running rampant right now. The survey came out and the builders say that the low rates are offsetting the higher prices. How do you feel about that? Yeah, they are. Uh, it's good, good for all the buyers out there, obviously. Construction costs have gone up over the last couple of years. And really due to the pandemic and some of the uh, trade agreements that we had recently, lumber's prices went sky high. And then just the two and three years ago, and really in the last 10 years, we lost many of our tradesmen in the area as the economy was so poor in 2009 to 2012 that many of the hardworking labor, the electricians, the plumbers, the rough and finished carpenters all left the state. They're working their way back here, Harry, and uh, definitely there's no lack of work here as many families are doing the cash out refinances, or as you mentioned on the builder side, uh, just building the homes uh, from scratch. And we need, we need employees, we need workers to build these houses. So yes, the interest rates have kept the home, new construction business really moving in the right direction. And it's made it affordable, right? The cost of the home's gone up 20, 30,000, but the interest rates have kept that money affordable. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's no coincidence, Harvey and Frank, that Los Angeles, California is the nation's least affordable large market. And the most affordable market, Frank, is right here in Lansing and East Lansing, Michigan, right here in the state of Michigan. Michigan is an extremely affordable state, Frank. Well, and I'm finding that out. I mean, I, I do a good deal of business outside of, of the five county area here on the west side and northwest side. And I'm feeling I'm, I'm getting a great deal of influence from expats, basically, from Chicagoland moving to the southwest corner. Uh, Grand Rapids is growing in and of itself. And all of a sudden, Traverse City is, is becoming St. Petersburg North for retirees. There's yeah, a great deal down. of activity. Yeah, up and down Lake Michigan on the coast, on our, our west coast, on Lake Michigan, we're seeing people from all over buying homes, like you said, all the way from Charlevoix, Traverse City, all the way down to South Haven. And, and that's where we're seeing the activity. So that's our recap of the week. So we've got a hot purchase market. We still have record low rates. And now I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest for today. Our guest for today is a U of M law school grad. He specializes in property tax disputes, resolution, assessments, challenging assessments. His name, he's a local attorney here out of Troy, Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Peter Ellenson. He's an attorney with the law offices of, guess who? Peter Ellenson, PC in Troy. Peter, good morning. How are you today? I'm great. Good morning to everybody. It's great to be here. So I have a question for you. You ready? ready. I hate I hate my property taxes. I think the city is charging me way too much and I want to get them lowered. What do I have to do? 
Well, you got to start by looking at that assessment notice or looking at your tax bill to see what the taxable value is. And then the second step is look and see what does the market tell us the value of your, your home is. As you probably know that your tax, your property tax is based on the value of your house times the millage, times the tax rate. We can't change the millage. We're stuck with the millage. We can challenge the value, the valuation that's imposed by the local assessor. So, Peter, I get this little slip in the paper every year. I'm sorry, in the paper, in the mail every single year, right? And it says SEV. I mean, I don't even know what an SEV is. And it says SEV $125,000. What does that mean to the people listening, watching, or or maybe nobody at all? But what does it really mean? I'll have to give you a bit of background. So under Michigan law, every piece of real property must be assessed every year. The local assessor is responsible for that. The local assessor determines what the market value of the property is. Under Michigan law, you get taxed on 50% of the market value. So the SEV, and sometimes you'll see A stands for state equalized value, and sometimes you'll see AV, assessed value. Those are usually the same number. That's 50% of the value of your property according to the assessor. You'll also see taxable value, and that's sometimes lower. That for, and that's a more complicated explanation we don't need to get into, but you pay tax based on that taxable value. It's usually half of the market value. All right. So Harvey Freed, your assessment or your SEV is 125. Explanation from Peter is my house allegedly is worth $250,000. Right. You, you've got a client. We tell them to call Peter, right? And we say, you know, if you want to fight it, we've got a guy, Peter Allenson, Peter Allenson Law PC and Troy, give him a call. But what information, Peter and Harvey, do you need from Harvey's client? Peter? Well, if Harvey's client is a potential buyer, and that's, that's the, rather than a seller, the, the buyer is the one who has to make a decision. And the buyer has to know not just what is the current owner paying for taxes, but what is that buyer going to pay after he or she buys? Because that taxable value will be uncapped after they buy. So there's a few questions that, that we're going to ask. The most important being not what's the taxable value on that property, but what's the state equalized value or the assessed value? Because once that, once your client buys that property, the assessor will raise the taxable value to be the same as that state equalized value. So in your example, the state equalized value is 125,000. The taxable value may be lower, it may be 100. The buyer needs to be aware that once they purchase that property, they'll be paying taxes on 125,000, not 100,000. Okay, so... so- do, do we need to help you out? Do we need to get an appraisal? Does our client, do, do Frank and Harvey instruct their clients, hey, listen, you need to get a, a licensed state of Michigan independent appraiser to appraise your property and give it to me so I can go ahead and assess if I have a good case for you or not? No, no. I mean, often, as you know, your clients will have appraisals for your reasons, for purchase reasons and financing with that, but um, and that's helpful for me, but I do not need that. I'm able to go uh, online and look up data and give you an idea of what the property should be worth. But again, the assessor has done most of that work for you. The assessor has put, they're telling you that once you buy this property, that taxable value is going to come uncapped. That's the word in Michigan, uncapped. And it's going to be approximately what we now have as the SEV. 
and sometimes it'll be even higher depending on various factors such as the purchase price. So if you're in your example, if the buyer is spending 300,000 rather than 250,000 for that property, the assessor may be motivated to increase the taxable value even more. So we need to look at what do they have on as the SEV now? What's the purchase price? And what are other properties in the community selling for? Excellent. Well, can I jump in, Barry? Yeah, go ahead. But I have one. I have a I got, question. I just had a quick question. In. Yeah. How long Good. does this entire process take? Are you asking me? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge. How long? Here he's How long does it take? Yeah. Yeah. How long does it take? Well, we typically we file the actual appeal in. We can challenge at the board of review in March. So everybody gets their notice of assessment in February. You can go to the board of review, the local, some local folks who volunteer, and they typically just say no. And then we file a property tax appeal with the tax tribunal in Lansing, and that must be done by July for a residential property. The tribunal's been moving pretty quickly. Typically, we can get cases resolved in six months. So if you get an assessment notice you're not happy with in February, uh, typically we can have it resolved for you late late in the year, early in the next year. Okay, Harvey, go ahead. You have a question. Yeah, I do have a question. So in, in our layman's terms, um, Pete, we get a lot of clients that say, Harvey, if I buy the house, let's do 300000 mm -hmm. Does the state go ahead and cut it in half and say, okay, your SCV is one fifty, and we'd use 150000 times the millage to sort of figure out what the property taxes are going to be? Is that a layman's way of looking at it? Well, it, it is how people, that is often what people assume, but it's really not correct. So un, under Michigan law, there's, there's very strict laws that assessors are supposed to abide by. And by and large, they do. They have sales studies. They look at they look at the sales in their communities or surrounding communities. And there's a time frame that they're looking at. That time frame is October of the year, three months before tax day, going back 15 months from there. So they're looking at sales that are actually a little, you know, a year, year and a half, before the date that you're actually being assessed. And that's what they're supposed to base their assessments on. They're not even really supposed to consider the purchase price, but they're human beings, right? So if they see you're paying $300,000 for the house, but their sales studies that date back a year, year and a half are showing 200,000, maybe they'll stick with 200,000. Maybe they're gonna be influenced by the purchase price. It's always a little bit different. Excellent. Frank Hudiker, do you have a question for our guest, Peter Ellenson of the Peter Ellison Law Firm in Troy, Peter Ellison, PC. Yes. I mean, I find it ironic that, that we are given a piece of, of paper with data on it without the explanation in that data as to what it means. I mean, to the average person, it doesn't come. You, know, you have this, this tax assessment, and then, you, and then it doesn't come with a secret decoder ring. Yeah, it, it needs to take in there needs to be disclosure. We're given, you know, we're told that we have to disclose everything and the impact of everything. Yet you get this. I mean, this is why people have to turn to you, Peter, because you're the secret decoder ring in all of this. Um, you, they give you data, but they don't tell you what it means. That's not they're real not helpful. They're giving you data. They're, they're just giving you a number that's your taxes based on. So I, I hear, I agree. I think for most, most regular people, they have no idea what, what it's all about. And most people wouldn't even want to. It's you know you don't want to you don't want to see laws being made and you don't want to see taxes being calculated. It's you can get all that data from the local assessor if you want. They'll they'll provide you uh, all. I mean they have a they have a data they have a in their computer and on paper every aspect of your house. 
every feature in your house yeah. will tell you assigned to it. You can get that from them for free. But, but all people want to know is if they're paying uh, $1,500 a year in taxes uh, one year, why their taxes went to 26 the next. And yet there's, there's no, when you get this, there, there is no explanation as to, okay, your taxes were 15 last year. They're going to be 26 now. I think you'd see a lot more people at the board of review meetings if that were the case, because people don't understand, especially first-time homebuyers, right. have no idea what the impact of this one piece of paper is on their next uh, tax bill and their payment. Because if you look at it, the and I, and I preach this all the time, the the payment is more, your monthly payments more influenced by what your tax load is than by what your interest rate or loan amount is proportionately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, what you're paying in taxes is unrelated to your interest rate on your purchase. It's completely different worlds. The, the scenario you're talking it about. Is. The scenario it is, but it's the payment. It, all people care about is the payment. You right. go back to, I mean, it's all they care about. Once we're done, what's my payment? Right. And this relates to that. Okay. The scenario you're talking about is when you have a buyer, right? So your buyer, your buyer's looking at a tax bill. What, what is the, the current owner, the seller, they're paying $1,500 in your example. And a lot of times buyers assume that will be their tax burden also. And that's not. That's correct. Often, they're often wrong. More often than not, when they buy the house, that taxable value gets uncapped when their taxes go up. And it's really a good realtor, an honest and good realtor will alert his or her clients about that possibility or that likelihood. But they don't always do that right. for whatever reason. Um, I, advise, I always advise anyone who's looking at buying a house to do just to take the few minutes, even contact the assessor, certainly they can contact me and we can do our best to estimate what their tax burden will be after they buy that house. Excellent. Peter, what right. is your well, phone number so somebody can get a hold of you? 248-703-1134. My cell phone. 703-1134, area code 248. That's Peter Ellenson at the Peter Ellenson Law Firm. We like to call him an attorney. I'd rather call you an attorney than a lawyer. Attorney is more formal. Thank you. And, and attorneys and lawyers have two different meanings, if anybody doesn't know that out there, but that's just a legal thing. Peter, I'm going to wrap it up with you. I've got two questions for you. Break it down on some of the most common things that come up during the process. The process of buying or selling a house? No, process of you going ahead and arguing to reduce somebody's property taxes. All right. So in today's market, as you guys were discussing, the... the values are up, prices are up, so values are up. And for people with a, a standard house in a standard neighborhood, there's, off, there's not a lot we can do. So right now that's not a big area for me. A big area for me, what we're seeing is people who are building, who are doing construction or adding to their home. Mm. And the assessor is required to add value to, to your house, add value to the assessment and increase your taxes when you do that. We can make sure the assessor doesn't get carried away. Another thing is uh, lakefront or other more higher end properties, for whatever reason, assessors like to slap those properties and those owners with values that are higher than they should be. Um, and we're seeing a lot of that. So 
those are the two things. Those are the two property owners or, or types of folks that I would say right now, take a real close look at your assessment that you're going to get, that you've got this week or you're going to get next week and see what, what the assessor's done. So if you just bought your house, you definitely want to look at it. Or if you're thinking about buying your house, if you're building or doing construction, you want to look at it. And even if you've been in your house for a long time, if you're a lakefront property owner or any type of waterfront property owner, if you want to built a suit, a very a nice built a suit house, don't re, you don't want to rely that the assessor got it right. You want to take a look at it yourself. I think that's wise advice for everybody out there. Listen, if you're questioning what your property taxes are, or maybe you heard, and it happens this way too a lot, Peter, maybe somebody heard their neighbor got a reduction, or maybe their neighbor's taxes are lower and they've got a similar type of house. It might be worth a call to you to go ahead and investigate it. And I think that's, I think that's excellent news. So everybody, that was Peter Ellenson from the law offices of Peter Ellenson, PC, Troy, Michigan, phone number 248-703-1104. I can't even read my own writing. See that? 248-703-1134, Peter Ellenson. Harvey, wrap it up with you and Frank. I'm going to let Frank go first. Frank, final words today. Yeah, basically... Peter is your translator. When, when, you, uh, when you've encountered a situation where you, you maybe purchased your home and all of a sudden the, the taxes go up, or as, as Peter said, once you fixed up a house and your taxes go up, Peter, Peter's the equalizer in this. The, use him as a resource. I found my clients have been very, very pleased with, with the results of his work. Excellent. Harvey Freed. Well, it's great to have you on, Pete. And uh, I think more, again, families that are purchasing homes and remodeling their homes and pulling permits really need this information to determine what improvements they want to make to the home and so that they understand the tax ramification. There's no doubt if you finished your walkout basement and you put sixty to 100000 in it and pulled permits, very good possibility that your assessment's going to go up the following year. Is that true? It's going to go up for sure. There you right, go. You so heard it there, everybody. Your, your, your taxes, and what Frank was saying, I'm going to wrap it up. My last words are as follows. When you buy a house and you paid more than that person that's been living in the house and in a hot market, you can guarantee whether you're building, buying the existing home, your taxes are going to go up. They, they're going to go up based on the price that you've paid and or the improvements that you've paid. Okay, they will go up. That's a lock. That's a guarantee. All right, that's... Also, what Frank was saying, the variable expense in a fixed rate mortgage are taxes and insurance. The principal and interest on a fixed rate will never go up, but your taxes and insurance are susceptible to increasing over time. So remember all of that. So those are my last words for the day. Um, I want to tell you, Peter, it's been great having you on. I appreciate you. You can never have too many people on your team in mortgages, in real estate, taxes, legal issues, accounting, investing. You need a go-to person. We're able to provide that for you. We know a lot of people in the city that are very, very good at what they do. And Peter is one of the best at what he do, does, and he will fight your taxes for you. So for Roberto Boshane, our producer and director, Frank Hudiker, over 35 years of mortgage banking. Harvey Freed, over 30 years. He's a hardcore mortgage real estate business show host. Heard every Saturday on 97.1 FM from 9 to 10. 
His special guest this week will be none other than Peter Ellenson, who you just heard on the podcast. Tune in. It should be a great show. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day. Stay safe and stay healthy.